using this. There was a company that was using this before. Um, there was a guy who was super cool. He was actually a very nice guy. Mm. And he got, like, he had a very retail model, which is like, anyone can basically come, record, they pay for the hour and stuff mm. like that, which is a very different model to what we're doing, which mm. is like, produce a shitload of content with really dope people and try and like sell that to brands and then possibly um developing content original content for brands mm. and then on top of that like try and figure out other stuff so community mm. um possibly merch possibly anything else so like this is one big massive experiment but it's also like born out of someone else's like failure and sometimes i think like <clears throat> we don't talk about how much business a lot of the time is really around is built around something that's broken in the world that someone's trying to fix. That's the only thing business is built around. Exactly. And on top of that is like, once someone else fails and you can find a way to make it work differently. Hmm. Hey man, that's just the game. But at the end of the day, sometimes I think about that guy. I'm like, ah, oh, that was a really nice guy. And he really tried to make this work. So <sighs> all I just want to do now is not be him. Yeah, because life doesn't give a fuck about how nice you are, right? <laughs> like, like, life doesn't care. You know what uh, Peter Thiel said that was very nice? He said, you don't want to be first in the market, you want to be last. And I keep that in my head, like all the time. Why last? Google was last search engine. I wouldn't say last, but it was like late. No. Who else what, made a significant... Uh, Mozilla Fox, isn't that... No, it was wrong. Be- no. 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 Chrome... No, oh, that's, oh, that's Google. Google. <laughs> Shit. And you're thinking browsers now. You're thinking I'm thinking like, browsers. I'm thinking like browsers. The only Search thing that engines, came out... Yahoo, Bing. Bing came out after Google. There we go. But, but what <laughs> What happened? I get you. Uh, holy shit. Uh, hmm. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you see? Thanks for, thanks for the facts. <laughs> Yoko is last. Yoko's not lost. Who who came out of Yoko? What? Ikoka? No. Uh, yes. Who, who are they in the market? I can't. I okay. Can't yeah, yeah, yeah. Have this <laughs> chat. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm just stating facts. See. I'm allowed oh, to shit. state these facts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, give me a third so I really drive, like we drive this home. Tesla. <clears throat> in the car market, but not in the, in the electric car market. You can you can even you can splice it anywhere you want. Who else matters? Obviously, Tesla is like the one that matters most. Yeah. It w- Do you think the Apple car is gonna even matter? Yes, it will. Really? Always. Apple always matters. What do you think they've gotten right about culture. people's psychology? Culture. Culture. Company culture. The company still breathes Steve Jobs. Company culture. Man, I just started using a Mac. Why didn't anybody tell me to get onto the full ecosystem? I, I told you a long Fuck. time ago. So I've got the watch, the AirPods, the phone, the Mac. Okay. I don't have to move ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, middle of an email call comes in, I can decide on the screen, now. Nah, fuck, not answering this. Answer, yes. Carry on typing with whatever I was typing. You know, mm-hmm. Multitasking is a bad idea, but I was just listening to that now. But com- company culture what their intention is so the company promise never gets lost and and i'm not gonna say what they say um but i'm gonna describe it in how it feels Mm -hmm. 
technology is not a thing outside of humans. It's like an enabler of humans. Mm-hmm. And it must feel like it's not an addition. Mm. I mean, if Tesla even borrows from Apple's design sense, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at all of the simplicity and all of that, it, it feels, I've never driven a Tesla, but when I've seen the, 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 the tests and things, mm. it feels like an extension of how humans are supposed to be moving through the world. Mm. And that's what Apple got right. And they've never let go of that culture. They do make mistakes here and there, you know? You, you looked at your phone when you said that. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with your phone? No, man. This, 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 they didn't think through the earphones thing. Yeah. It felt... Because the input. The input thing. Okay. Right? And the I new one doesn't even a, have an input for anything anymore. I think <laughs> that they were just... It was just a... Sales thing. Yeah, which is like, look, you're going to hate the fact that you're going to buy a, a thing for the, putting in, in your earphones in. And then charging. The adapter, which is ridiculous. Exactly. So you can't charge your phone unless you you don't want to listen to music, exactly. which is ridiculous. So then you're going to buy the AirPods. AirPods just like, oh, wow. And AirPods are pretty cool, don't get me wrong. They're disgustingly cool. They're disgusting. <laughs> I, I think like, if you can put on a piece of technology and forget that you have it on, yes. it's built well. I have to, when I walk into the shower, I go, wait, wait. I put my finger, ear, my fingers in my ears to check that I don't have it's my AirPods. It's for you, bro. You're in the cult now. And I've got two. I've got the normal AirPods mm-hmm. and the Pros. And then the, the normal AirPods, it's for my old laptop. If I'm doing Zoom calls and whatnot. And then the Pros are never leaving my ears for my phone. So I can carry on with life <laughs> while I'm talking. You know, That's ridiculous. I feel like where we are with technology now is basically like... <clears throat> If it doesn't make your life easier, you're just going to chuck it out. Yes. But also, you don't know that it makes... That's the thing they figured out. How to make it appealing to you before you even know how it's going to exist in your life. Yeah. Because it's hard to articulate why a MacBook is so much better than a PC. It is very hard to articulate that to someone that uses a PC and say, hey, this is why. Mm. I remember using the the first, like, uh, MacBook I used was uh, Air. Mm. I thought, oh, this is very light, whatever. And then I got on, and then I was like, hmm, this feels good. Yeah. I don't know why, but it feels good. Yeah. <laughs> they know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and that's all we care about now, right? Like, because we've been fucking dealing with COVID, and this government doesn't want to fucking get his act together, or its act together. Let's not gender them. Everything, every. <laughs> have you seen how we're always conscious of what we let leave our mouths now? Like in yeah, because. Um, Something is always at risk. I think I was m- a much more honest person when I didn't have anything to lose. That's true. That's true. That that's true. That's you were wild. Like first podcast. I wanna like. I'll I'll play a clip. Yeah. Of 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 like that first podcast. <laughs> like exactly here. I need to remember this. I need to remember. Okay, I'm gonna put a clip here. Right. Versus now, where it's like, oh wait, huh. I am responsible for a company. I am responsible for people. 20 people and now. this is in your case for me it's more like i made the crazy crazy bet of making money from my likeness from myself mm. from who i mm. am which is like i think now i think back and i'm like oh, i would have made a, a much better decision right much different decision because i get you once you do that you are you are you are, it, it's 100% showtime at all times. It's like, okay, yeah. you can't like that tweet. Even though you think, holy <laughs> shit, right. that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. But it might be problematic. So you know what? I'm not going to do that. So I, I, I chose to just keep quiet. And that's unfortunate because people need to hear what you have to say. 
Oh, thanks, man. That's so sweet. You just gave me a hard on. But I, uh, I well, just <laughs> not that. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to just keep quiet because, as much as I try to separate the brand from myself, many people still associate. Oh no, people don't care, and they always find the link. Yeah, that. Oh, and I've always found like um, founders, a lot of founders, especially for like really high growth startups, they just shut up, man. Yeah, you never really know what they're thinking, what they're feeling, or like, unless it's like very conscious in a certain space. Yeah. So, for example, a company meeting or like mm. in a meeting, person one to one or whatever. But like out in the open, you just, you just never know how they're feeling or what they're saying or like what what's really going on. So, and let me describe my perspective. I don't want to lie. I don't want to pretend to agree with what's happening. Right. Mm. But I'm not talking only for myself, right? Anything that comes out of my mouth has an impact on like, 20 other people, mm. right? Um, I, I don't think, I don't think social, mm, let me not, let me not, let me touch wood. We never said that comment. I was going to say, I don't think social media has enough power to do anything to us, right? Because mm. of how we operate, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, the world, you just never know. You just never know. But more than anything is don't take the chance. It's unnecessary, yeah. you know? Yeah. You, you know my views on many things, right? Mm. And they're contrarian to how we're all pick me, pick me to be the voice of reason in society, right? And bores the crap out of me, right? Mm. You, you can't get anybody's honest opinion. And there's a bunch of adults, adults who want the respect of adults, but want the accountability of children. You know, mm. that's what I'm sensing. That's what I'm sensing when I'm observing social media. You know, mm. um, everyone wants. Um, the respect of adults, respect me, give me this, give me this right, but they don't want to take on the responsibilities of that, you know. Um, but don't you think it's, it's the same in like entrepreneurship life where like everyone wants the wins, no one wants the losses. other stuff? Like, no, like everyone wants the victory lap where, oh no, you are the most successful, incredible entrepreneur in this space, whatever. But no one's talking about, okay, but like, What's happening when you go home, bro? Like, mm. what are you actually dealing with? Sure. Like, you, you employ 20 people, sure. right? Like, what are the things that you go through now that you didn't go through three years ago when you were a startup, right? So, a startup sure. being like, it was you and a laptop or like you and two or three people. Now, it's 20 people. Next year, it could be 100, it could be 300, it could be 5,000. And, like, what's the difference in, in experiences, Ah. Number one, the stress never disappears. So that's I'm gonna start with what's the same. Mm. The stress disappears. I don't feel richer. Our company did 160 million last year. Mm. I don't feel wealthier. Mm. I've, I've I've got a lot more access to a lot more things, right? Which I'm very grateful for. I don't feel richer. What does feeling rich mean? You have an Apple Watch in South Africa. That's rich. That's true. That's and true. you always told me, like, um, you know, I, I look at these numbers now and I'm like, you used to say these numbers and I'd be like, this guy's definitely lying. This is bullshit. <laughs> Where you're like, hey, if you earn 20,000 rand and above, and above, you are in the, the top two, 3%. 2%. Top 2% of South Africans. I used to think about that. I'm like, that's bullshit. And then you did the check. And then there was like Stats SA going, oh, no, hey, um, if you earn 20,000 rand, you are very, like, you're rich in this country. You're wealthy in this you country. You are, like, set up. I'm interviewing. We're, we're interviewing for a few <clears> more roles, right? And the salary expectation that leaves people's mouths, I go, how the fuck are you expecting to survive on that? 
you know? So do you think people's expectations have gone down, like where they're like, hey man, just pay me whatever? South Africa is an unprofitable country. Um, the profit of South African corporations lives on the exploitation of workers. I can tell you that without batting a highlight. Oh, yeah. the, all these companies declaring these dividends and all of those things, you're fucking underpaying your workers. Mm. Like, these are facts, right? Mm. Nobody should be... Nobody. When I look at the the work that people do and what they get paid... It's crazy. The disparities. There's disparities. like, what? So, so I'm actually... Things that are different. I'm actually not a fan of entrepreneurs anymore. Mm-hmm. We're a bunch of exploiters. <laughs> right? Like, I'm actually not a fan of entrepreneurs. Um, and then we take all of the glory. We mm. take all of the wins. Mm. When... You can't do this without the other person. Uh, don't get me wrong. There's lots of risks you take, you know. Mm. And there's also a, a lot of ingratitude with some people who work for entrepreneurs, right? Don't get me wrong. It happens both ways. Mm-hmm. But man, I don't think we're the stars we claim to be. The stars are the fucking consumers of the of things in the economy and the people who actually do the work, you know. Mm. That's changed. One. Two. Um, three. Is it three? Yeah, we're on three. We're on three. <laughs> <laughs> I can't count anymore. Three. <laughs> Um, three. There's a saying I said about a month ago. If I knew what it, what what the cost would be, when, if I knew what I know now, right? Mm-hmm. Would I have started? Mm-hmm. Hell, fucking no. Um, the cost, the cost, cost to health, man. This week and the past week has been really good, right? Mm. Back getting back into action. But there's just been a, a brokenness, you know, mm. of there's more politics you're managing with shareholders, directors, and all of those things that the stakes are much higher. There's politics you're managing with employees. I actually get quite bored with that, you know. Mm. I'd rather just keep building for growth, you know. Mm. But you can't do that unless you manage that other stuff, you mm. know. So that's changed. Uh, I think... But that's a big one, though, right? Like... Mm. You said this to me when we, we were looking at like partnering on Lucha where you're like, um, are you are you ready to start hating this thing? Mm. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. I love podcasting. Yeah. Podcasting is amazing. Mm. It's like this amazing medium. I do this cool shit. We're going to make content. Yeah. You're like, yeah, but... You're going to hate it. What did you mean by that? So what I mean by that is I'm actually against everyone telling people to fucking take their things they love and turn them into businesses. I hate that. That's mm-hmm. the best way to hate what you love. I saw a post. It, 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 it captured it sort of, but it was talking about, guys, we need hobbies. Stop trying to turn every hobby into a flipping <laughs> Everyone wants to monetize. Oh, my God. <laughs> best way to hate something is to, is to turn it into a business. Because you're... In a business, you ninety percent of the time you're administering. You're not you're not doing the thing that you love. So, mm. lucha uh, turning it into a monetization machine. You're gonna be doing far less podcasts. You know, you saw that right when we were back and forth. Oh right? no, that was bad. <laughs> that, that was, was tough, really right? I hated it. <laughs> I hated the entire process, but at the same time, like now I'm grateful for it because sure. I understand that like without that process, I wouldn't understand like why wow, it would make. You know, I've made some really ridiculous bets over the last three months. Mm. And I only realized it this week when mm. I was like, yeah, who do I think I am? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had that moment? I where, have that moment now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck do you think, who do you, you, are? think you are? Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> the audacity. Do you think that your dreams deserve to live? 
<laughs> Man, do you know one of the things I was thinking about now? In probably two years' time, will be a billion rand a year business. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll be 35. Mm-hmm. Black in South Africa. That excites me. But then at the same time, it's like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> who the fuck do you think you like, are? Like, don't you think there's an audacity about being an entrepreneur that goes beyond human, not human, but like beyond courtesy? You know, there's a certain, yes. there's a certain level where people are comfortable with you bragging. There's a certain comfort, like there's a comfort, comfort level with you being humble at a certain level, whatever, whatever, whatever. I feel like as an entrepreneur, you need to be able to like shift that and go, wait, I think there's more. Yes. I believe that I can go beyond what has been done before. I believe I can build this thing that would change people's lives. I believe I can make this profitable to this level. There, there's an audacity there that's like getting over that. Who the fuck do you think you are? Because if you don't get over that, you actually won't try. No. So I believe everyone wants to start something that's going to put a dent in the universe, as Steve Jobs like to say. Mm. You have to talk to yourself internally like Kanye talks to the world. <laughs> if you don't do that, you won't fucking survive. You need, yeah. like, you need to gas yourself up. Yeah. Right? Like proper gas yourself yeah. up. Like hard. But don't be blind to your shortcomings, right? Right? Mm. But you need to guess. Like, you need to Im- believe in the impossible. Like, right now, I'm on the side, right? Uh, I hope my shareholders don't fucking hear this. I'm, saying, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm starting a company that's going to create energy out of nothing. I'm not going to give too much details for now, right? Mm. And the intention is, it's going to be called Fabricity. And it has to do with... Um, the world is in a fever state, right? Mm-hmm. Fibricity is a state of fever. It's like the, the high temperature you have mm-hmm. when your body is sick, right? Yeah. And it's the body healing itself. And the basic concept is using heat to create energies in various ways, right? Heat, light, and various other things which are not combustible and not using combustion, right? Because I think that matters, right? So people's fund is finance, right? And it's like finance of a need, a very big need that doesn't exist in the market, right? Um um and that's gonna grow right it's gonna keep growing um and hopefully we're the last <laughs> you know um and then my next things if I, if I was to describe three things so all of them tie to one thing actually the exploitation of human potential right okay and there are these things that block off human potential right mm. hunger right poverty is like a block off for human potential mm. another one is um lack of resources right mm. and we're depleting our natural resources you know um the world will live but we might not right mm. so that matters to me right um, and the final one is the is the barriers to the human mind so i love psychology so told you, you remember i told you that i'm gonna start that lobby group that's gonna fucking make psychedelics legal for everyone you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so uh, hoping to get the ball rolling on that quite urgently um but more than anything this past period of life has just taught me mesh <sighs> it's gonna be weird saying this nothing is worth life satisfaction what's life satisfaction life satisfaction where one you you need to have something you have a purpose for right mm. and it sustains you right it pays in the bills right 
But that is just to ensure that you can have interpersonal relationships with people who matter to you. Mm. You know, I'm working 12 hour days right now. I, I actually was thinking of checking myself into the doctor. I actually took a day off last week, Thursday. Um, I was having chest pains and difficulty breathing. Right. Mm. I couldn't sleep. I don't know how much weed I smoke. I can't fall asleep anymore. You know, um, what do they what do the kids call it? Uh, I don't know what fap. the kids. I'm blunt not with fap the kids. And sleep. <laughs> I don't know what the kids. <laughs> uh, I'm still the same person, man. Uh, <laughs> and I missed this podcast. We were supposed to do it in January, right? And we didn't, right? Yeah, but like, it is also just the reality of where things have gone, right? So it's as right. we both grow, mm. as our lives get more complicated, as there is more things to consider, mm. the time finding the time, like. I keep thinking about the ideas of like the idea of finding time versus making time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can't even make that time. Yes. Even if you try and find it like it's just, it's not there. And I think more than in the last five years, which is like, has been like the most grind, right? Like mm. that, that was like hard grind trying to figure out what this was, trying to figure out who I was and like mm. what I was trying to do. Mm. And over the last, I'd say, three to six months mm -hmm. is only when I've tried to like reach out to people now. It's like, mm. hey, how you doing? Can we sure. hang out? Can we have sure. a beer? Can we chill? Sure. And if they can't understand because, mm. you know, I've been the person that's been doing that for mm. the last five years. Like, if someone you, you couldn't get a hold of or chat to like in a very long time suddenly goes, hey, dude, I'm really available. I really want to see you. Mm. You get suspicious also. Like, <laughs> hey, um, I thought you were busy with life and things were happening. <laughs> well, only if you're not busy yourself. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm still busy. But yeah. like, and the people I'm, I'm, I'm talking about are busy as well. But like, there's been a, a conscious effort to go, you know what? If I don't take care of this and I make sure that I have the right people around me and like, mm -hmm. I'm sane from mm -hmm. this perspective, everything else falls apart, which is why I think I've been in such a shit space. Mm. Emotionally, mm -hmm. psychologically. I wouldn't say I was in the best space over the last three, five years. Because, like, that's when, like, you are, you, your head is down and yeah. you're just like, hey, man. Work, grind, Something, grind. something has to happen. What helps me is that I actually enjoy the people I work with, like, a lot, right? Mm. And I lo enjoy the work I do. Part of it, not all of it, right? Um, so that elevated life satisfaction, right? But I'm... I'm also conscious. I'm also being very conscious, Mesh, of what I make time for. So um, this book I've been... Ah, fuck, I love this book. Um, the Road Less Traveled. I don't know how I took so long to read this book. Mm -hmm. um, he reframes what love is, right? In, in, in your head. Most of us think of love as a noun, right? And love no. is actually a verb, yeah. right? I've love, never thought of it as a noun. You're lucky. Do you have a Christian background? I do. That's probably why. Um, I'm going to say this. Um, it's going to sound weird, but... What's a Christian background? Either you were brought up Christian or okay, Christian. I, I've just never heard that phrase. Really? <laughs> then we speak background? We okay. Sp <laughs> then we speak... Because there's many people with a Christian background who don't identify as Christian anymore, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. What, what they don't know is they still have the uh, Judeo-Christian moral sets of standards and values that still govern how they see the world. Mm. And that's what the thing that matters. It's not being Christian itself. It's the value system, right? Mm. And uh, within... Within that religion, love is work. Like, it's a lot of work. Mm. Um, we are the labor 
of God, you know, like like in that context, right? Mm. Um, and and God labored Himself to demonstrate that love, right? Yeah. Um, I, I I I got I got I got sh- not shat on, but they were like, no, that's not how that's not how Bible study goes, right? Um, um, with people who are theologians, and I said, because the, the 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 constant concept is that Jesus has no sin, and I go, that's nonsense. Jesus does have a sin, and they're like, no, he's sinless. I'm like that last moment, that absolute la- last moment where he's like, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? So. That moment he committed the biggest sin that is known to Christianity. It's doubt in God, right? But mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing because everyone says, no, sin got cast on. I was like, in that moment, the, the representation of that story in that moment, what's important is to recognize that even me myself as God can doubt myself, right? In trying times. So in my human form, right? For lack of a better way of putting it, you will doubt me too. But the way to my salvation is through sin. It's through pain. It's through, you know, and, and, and learning that thing about love being work is the number one demonstration of work is what do you put your time to, you know? Mm. So there's like a conscious effort to make sure that at the very minimum, I mean, you can't just decide in the middle of growing a company that fuck this shit. I'm going to show everyone I love them with my time, right? You can't just do that. <laughs> so you do it bit by bit, right? Yeah. So you make sure that the things that matter most, like a girlfriend, your child, they get the attention that they require, you mm-hmm. know, and they get undivided attention in that context. Um, friendships, you know, um, we're here now, right? Like we finally did it. We've been trying for a week, right? Yeah. Since your birthday, like since yeah. two days before your birthday, we kept on missing each other and all of that stuff. Mesh says I've got old people problems. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting in queues. You were you were waiting <laughs> in a queue in a bank. bank. <laughs> who who in this in this day and age of Apple watches and AirPods? Because banks in the line. are fucking backwards. That's the fucking reason <laughs> the People's Fund exists. Well, it's it's really interesting to see the um the neobanks come up, right? Yeah. And also like non-traditional financial institutions well, like you guys. Time Bank is a unicorn. There you Fuck. go. Time Time Bank. Um, there's a new, there's a bunch of new ones. Beta, yeah. Zero, Discovery. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard anything about Discovery since they launched. It's a fucking great bank. I'm on Pretty Discovery. much. I'm um, on Discovery. I can tell you now mm. that shit is hot. That okay. shit, that shit is hot. That's interesting. That is a hot. So, bank. how do you look at like Time Bank, which took a very different approach versus like a Discovery? Because both necessary. Okay. Both very necessary. Mutsipe um, makes good friends. Uh, I'll say that right. Uh, his relationship with uh, ZCC pastors was very. Was, 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 was the power of community, man. Yeah. Please I was push. sorry. Sorry. I was thinking about this actually. Um, the other time so the tpf has got like some very big enemies <laughs> sounds, okay. sounds weird right some very powerful enemies <clears throat> but you can't attack tpf directly because we also have a bunch of people behind us right and i remember obama talking about this when he was talking about how do you become president right he was explaining to an audience and he said start with your constituency right like go to your community galvanize that community then that community will put you into a place of power with committees and then win over those committees and win over their people as well then you build the power is not in the position of the institution. It's in the people backing, follow, believing in what you're doing. That's mm. where the power is, right? Mm. So power of community is everything, you yeah. know? Um, and you have to be careful how that is managed, you know, and, and where it skews, you know? Um, and and, and that's, that's, that's how the ANC gets its power, you know? Um, you know what I love about me? 
I'm still not scared to say shit about shit that's fucked up, even though, <laughs> even though I'm moving up in the let's call a good it thing. The, the echelons of life, right? Mm. The, the, uh, the, I've sat in rooms where it's been interesting, right? Like, let's call it some of the economy movers, right? Like some really big people. But I'm not going to back down from telling my truth because I think it's the truth that got me into those rooms, not now playing. Uh, and and that's the thing is like if your authentic self is what got you here. Um, to a certain level of success, certain mm. level of growth, um, a certain position in the company, whatever it is. If your authenticity, your authentic self is what gets you to that place, why is it that we feel like we need to be less of ourselves to fit the norms of society so that we can maintain that position? Because firstly, we don't know who the fuck is ourselves. Like, that's the first problem, right? And we don't do enough exploration of what is ourselves, you know? That's the first thing. And secondly, also, we don't have the skill set to differentiate between changing who I am and changing to be more adapted to a situation. Like, that's nuanced. Ah, yes. First time I nuanced. used it in the podcast. Mesh <laughs> <laughs> uh, always calls me out on my favorite word, right? <laughs> nuanced. I hate that word. People, use, people sprinkle it like herbs. <laughs> Just put it on oh, there like the parsley. It's just there on the it, top. It, it needs, you don't know if it adds value or not. It's just like... <laughs> it's a beautiful word, man. It captures the essence of life. Life is nuanced. Like, nothing is black and white. Everything is gray in life, right? So, um, in the same way, figuring out what is authentically you and what is... Because we lie to ourselves. Um, I'm listening to some Darren Brown thing on Audible, right? But he's basically taking concepts from Predictably Irrational and all the other psychology books, right? And condensing them into like a podcast series, right? Mm. And one of the things is, man, we don't know how much we don't know about ourselves, our blind spots, mm. how, how biased we are, you know, like anchoring, you know, and, and all of these things. So interesting to observe, right? Like when somebody tells you about how it works and then you observe it in like human interaction. It's so funny because even in yourself, you see it, you know. And one of the big things we all don't see is how we are wrong. Mm. Yo, yo, we are wrong so many times, <laughs> like so many times. Yeah. But we're quick to identify how other people are wrong before we identify how so this is my new approach right in interactions mm -hmm. if it's if we're not discussing something empirical which is like factual like the world is round because the fucking world has gone crazy and everyone thinks it's flat right um, <laughs> no one thinks the world is flat <laughs> what are you talking about you know what's the more crazier the more crazier thing is coronavirus is not a thing it's not real there's a there's someone in the world that's just like please bo there's stop not someone, there's a group of people there's a lot of people there's a mass right and I, I, like we don't want to talk about that. But what I'm saying is like, um, there's many true, like there's many things people can uh, deceive themselves with. Yes, that's exactly 100%. You need to hit the nail on the head. Because also, because we live in a social media world, you know, people don't understand how dangerous cognitively social media is, you know, because of how the algorithms are structured. Um, it will repeat information to you that affirms things you like you know so what ends up happening is you only see things for yourself because you know when most people if i asked you um who do you think facebook's biggest competitor is hmm google which part jesus <laughs> <laughs> so i think of um 
I think of Facebook and Google as being media companies now. I don't think of them as social or like search or whatever. Mm-hmm. And from an ad spend perspective, that's all that really matters is how many people are spending money on Google versus Facebook. Sure. So whether that's on search versus mm-hmm. uh, YouTube or on Facebook or Instagram. So most people would answer the question and say Facebook's biggest competitor is Twitter. No. Right? How? But so why I was saying which part of Google? Facebook considers its biggest competitor YouTube Be- mm. because all they are working with is the finite hours you have in the day and YouTube consumes the most with attention what they are selling is your attention yeah. and what they are trying to get better at is having your attention for the longest time mm. right so their biggest competitor is YouTube they don't care about Twitter they don't, they don't care I about think, at- I think I've heard a version of this around <laughs> I think this is a Probably someone from Coca-Cola saying that their biggest competitor was water. Yes. Because people can quench their thirst with water rather than Coca-Cola. And that means that water is the competition. Yes. It's the real competition. And that's when you know you're last, right? When Mm. you start competing with fucking water. (laughs) (laughs) You could argue, I hope you don't get sued for the comment I'm about to make, Mesh. You could argue Coca-Cola is as responsible. If they ever sponsor you and they hear this comment from me, I'm sorry. No one listens to my podcast, Leander, so it's fine. Coca-Cola, if you look at the stats worldwide, mm. right? You could argue Coca-Cola is as deadly as as British American tobacco. If you look at death stats. More people die of things that are sh- saturated. It's what you call it, sugar-related. Mm. So smoking. diabetes. And you, it's hard to also and... spread them, right? Mm. So the two biggest killers are sugar and nicotine. Well, cigarettes, not even nicotine, but like cigarettes, right? Mm. So obesity and all of the diseases that come with obesity. Like you mentioned, diabetes, high blood pressure, and all of those things. But they told a good lie, right? The sugar companies, not them, not Coca-Cola themselves. Coca-Cola, I love you. Maybe you might sponsor something of mine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. But the point uh, I was making around that is that... You're too big. I don't know how Coca-Cola is allowed to be what it is because it's inescapable, mm. you know? Um, do I believe in antitrust laws? I'm not sure. I don't know because mm. I do think somebody can get so powerful that they have a stranglehold on the it, market. It, I think it's wild that in South Africa, especially to even speak about antitrust when we basically live in the land of oligopolies, right? Yeah. Like you have four supermarkets, four networks, four garage uh, for stuff. everything for everything pretty much it, and it could also be my out disposition for banks it could well, also be out disposition a bit what i mean by sorry do you want to finish your point before I... no i'm just saying like um in the land of oligopolies thinking about antitrust is so wild to me like i've never heard the, you know i've seen during coronavirus and everything that's happening you've seen the competition commission like really pop up a lot more because mm-hmm the grocery stores started getting, like, really... They got brazen. You know when, when someone just goes, you know what, my chance. Someone literally, one day, was just like, hey, guys. These people need ginger. Ginger? A lot of it. Yeah. Apparently, ginger's good for the immune system. And, um... There's no shortage. People are buying There's no shortage, but there's a lot of demand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and literally everyone just went, Okay guys, let's do it. And it went up 
sure. went up and went up, and then the competition commission comes up and is like, "Hey guys, what the fuck is going on?" Ginger was like, nothing's runs. changed in like, the production. Two thousand rand changed in anything. <laughs> What's going on? Sure. And I don't know. It's really it's crazy to live in a land of oligopolies and think that. Think about antitrust, or even think about the environment and reality that startups go into when they go into industries, mm-hmm. and. I don't think enough of them are conscious of what they're probably going to have to go up against. 100%. But it goes back to that Kanye West comment we made earlier, right? Mm. About you have to have an ego bigger than the fucking planet. Um, but I want to be careful with that point, right? Why I want to be careful it might be just how we're seeing it. Mm. We're, um, we're a poor country. We never say that enough. Mm. We're a poor country. So, And if you think of any endeavor that humans do, um, it, 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 it co- sort of condenses or, 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 or accumulates according to the Pareto principle, right? Where the mathematical formula is that how many players are in a market, the square root of that half of those, uh, half of the wealth in that system is going to accumulate to the square root of the number. So if there's 100 players, 10 players are going to have 50% of the wealth, mm. right? If there's 10 players, 3 point something uh, will have 50% of that. So basically... people are going to have 25% of the wealth of 100 people, right? Mm. If you play out, and that's why you have that income distribution thing. Now, in a poor country, the disposition is going to be towards four. And what I mean by four is that they're not going to be a lot of players in the industry. Anyways, anyways in the industry. Mm. Because we're not the last. In my, by my summation, we're not the land of oligopolies. We're just a poor land where we can notice four in each uh, industry now that's not to say there's like a, a, a widespread corrupt practice of enabling the the, the oligopolies to thrive right mm. but anyone who takes a dominant position is going to protect the dominant position yeah right at by any means necessary. Uh, but it's actually an advantage crisis is always an advantage right and what i mean by that is everyone's going to be stuck doing things the way they've always been done mm. and that's where the gap is yeah. That's that's where the opportunity. You know when I think of the People's Fund, shit man, we're not even four years old and in our third year we basically did 160 million in business. Like mm. fuck. Sometimes I go, shit, but I know you believe in yourself, but what the fuck? Mm. You know? Who the fuck do you think you Who are? Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> but that's only because there's a big gap that nobody's figuring out how to, to fix. In fact, it's so big from a financial sector that even the regulators don't know how to regulate it. So the People's Fund is part of the um, intergovernmental fintech working group, right? Mm. Um, where the, we're in the sandbox, right? It's us, um, and then there's Standard Bank and Invest Tech for crypto. They're doing crypto, where the crowdfunding element of it or crowd investing element of it, right? And there's another company. It's not as popular. I don't know. I don't remember its name, but it's got one of those tech type names, right? Mm. I sh- they should teach tech companies to make names memorable. Um, no, they they're super memorable. It's something like Zago or something. I'm, I'm <laughs> fuck. so hard. You guys don't have a, a, a startup name. We don't. Hmm. We don't. No. We have a community name. We have okay. a very community type name. And I think like that's important though. Mm. Okay. Anyways, yeah. you're getting lost. And basically what the regulators are saying, we don't have regulation for what you're doing, right? Even though we feel like it might fall into the financial sector. So we're going to work with you to regulate this. And holding thumbs, like... Ah, I'm not gonna say that now. Let me let me Don't hold it. Yeah, let me hold it out. But if that thing happens, I can die tomorrow. I'm good. 
Mm. I would have changed the financial sector in some way or another. Me and my teammates, obviously, right? Mm. I would have changed it for the better for not just black people, but just fucking South Africans, period. Mm. You know? So, yeah, that's exciting, right? Because we created that opportunity because everyone was doing things the way they were being done. Yeah, and like... Do you ever think that we overcomplicate what startups are um, when we don't think of them as just being that? Yes, Look at do. everything that works exactly the way it's worked for the last 20 to 100 years mm-hmm. and go, okay, I don't want to do it that way. It just needs to be more efficient. Yep. That's, all, that's all Elon Musk is. That's all he does. Stop and think about it for two seconds. Mm. He just takes an industry that's inefficient, that's got potential, and makes it more efficient. Mm. All he did in, I, I say all he did with, with, with qualification. The man has done <laughs> some amazing things, right? Um, I read his biography. It's quite interesting. He's such an interesting character. I didn't like, I didn't dislike him or like him before, but after I read his biography, because biographies have got this good thing of making you associate some characteristics with yourself that you see in other people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it made me fall in love with his vision. Mm. But if you think about what he did in the, in, in, in the, in the space industry, he just made it more cost efficient. Yeah. You know, um, um, in, 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 in the automotive industry, there's some efficiencies he's brought out of the, of the electric car, right? Made the battery more efficient. I'm saying it loosely, right? Um, and those are the, those are the winners. Steve Jobs made listening to music more efficient. Yeah. Right. Don't go to the shore. (laughs) <laughs> don't go to the store, don't buy a radio, <laughs> don't get headphones, sure. don't plug it into electricity. <laughs> just use this device. Guys. Exactly. Here's a thousand songs in your pocket. Exactly. And like, just the fact that I remember a thousand songs, songs in your, your pocket, pocket, which is like... But he's a branding genius. That is, yeah. And like, I don't think, I think as things evolve and change and like develop, you start to appreciate different types of founders, mm. right? Like, you think of Steve Jobs versus Bill Gates mm-hmm. or let's say I'm thinking of a South African example but like I don't want to mention names no one will know because um, I, I like the South African startup founders who no one knows like mm. you don't even know what they look mm. like it's so wild to me that some of the most successful startups in South Africa those guys will Yappy Chef just sold for 450 million do you know the, what the guy looks like no, I found out in the article. <laughs> found out in the fucking article what that guy looks like. Bro? You know? Anyways. Yeah. What was I saying? Okay. Different the guys. Not founders. even the guy. The guys. The guys. <laughs> and like, I heard, you know, one of my mentors was telling me about that guy. And he was like, hey, because I remember I wanted to quit my job mm. like two years ago. I was like, how? Oh, I want to quit my job. I want to do this thing full time. He was like, okay, you can do that. But the guy that started Yuppie Chef was an accountant and mm. he only quit his job after something like 20 million in revenue. Mm, mm. I was like, what? Mm. That is wild. Mm. <laughs> and you know what's another thing? We're very scared of big numbers. Not anymore. Like, just as a society, I mean... I, I think at the time, 20 million sounded like, oh, wow, that's insane. But now I think about... The way I think about money now really has changed. I think the more of you, more of it you see and experience, mm-hmm. the less you fear. Yes, because I mean TPF has a bad, like it's a really bad month. When I mean a bad month, it's like I'm gonna be stressed by my board members if we do under sixteen million a month, mm-hmm. right? 
I would have never imagined three years ago I'd be sitting here going, fuck, I did 16 million. Fuck. What a, what a fail. What a fucking what fail. What a loser. <laughs> <laughs> what a loser. Yeah. Terrible performance. <laughs> Terrible performance. What's wrong with I you? want to understand. <laughs> what wrong? went wrong? What, why can't why, you do Why aren't you working It's the hard? basics. Leander, <laughs> Leander, cut out the Netflix, okay? We need to work. <laughs> it's wild, right? And like, I think... I don't think anything mentally prepares you for that, though. No, nothing. There can't be. Nothing. And I've spoken to founders that have gotten, like, that or even, like, beyond. And they're all just, like, mm. it, it never, you never think that it, it would get there. But, like, when it does, you actually... It doesn't feel different. It doesn't feel any it's different. It's like the toad in the hot water. It's, it, that's exactly what happens. The temperature, you know that story? About mm -mm. the temperature rising slowly with the toad in the hot water. And the toad never gets out until it dies. It boils to death. Because the temperature rose so... I don't know if it's fucking true, but it, it's a good analogy, mm -hmm. right? Um, the toad basically died because it couldn't get out of the hot water because the temperature rose so slowly. Like, it felt like it was still in the it's same so temperature. It's so gradual. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So the change happened so gradually, you have to consciously stop, look back, and then go, holy shit! Mm -hmm. and, and I do that, especially when I'm feeling low, right? And I'm going, sure. We might have to close shop, right? Things are really tough, whatever. Because things are always fucking tough when you're trying to grow a, a company, right? Um, then I look back and I go, sure. But look how far we've come, you know? Mm. And that's, and that's, that will never change. Nothing will ever prepare you for that. Mm. Because you're going to feel like you're still the same person. Then you realize when you're in conversation with people you haven't spoken to in long that you've actually changed a lot and you don't realize that you've changed a lot, you know? Yeah, and you start to see whether or not they are moving. Mm, mm. It's the unfortunate reality of human 100%. psychology. Like, you're not looking to them and going, hey, have you mm. progressed in life? Mm. No, you're not. You're talking but to them. But the way you have the discussion, mm. the things you want to speak about mm. versus what they want to speak about, mm. and you start to go, oh, you know what? We've changed I loved you. I, I love you. I, I really care do. about you. But I don't think who you are is the person that I am oh, now. Mm. Or, or, or even, I don't think the interaction we're having is one I'm interested in as who I am right now, you know? So it's a beautiful thing. Tragic it's fucking, too. fucking painful. Like, it's fucking painful because, man, I don't know. You, <laughs> trying to grow a company fast changes you so fast, right? Mm. Like in a month, like somebody I don't speak to in a month and we have a conversation, I'm like, I'm not interested in this. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's the honest fucking truth you know but you can't have that conversation I can. that's a hard conversation to have i can't i can't you know i am a certified nice guy <laughs> certified lover boy bro like i'm not i find it difficult are you scared of being a people pleaser i am very scared of that and i think i've fallen into that trap where i might not be able to say to someone hey listen i actually don't have the time to be able to work on this right now mm. and I really like you. I care about you. Please try this person. You don't love the I've started to develop that like over the last six months where I'm willing to go, okay, no, I mm. can't take this. Mm. Like I'm not going to take every, you know, opportunity that comes my way because I think that you are actually robbing the world yeah. of experiencing new creativity and perspectives and voices from other people. 100%. And like, someone else could deliver this better with mm. way more attention and mm. time and love. Mm. And if I'm the asshole that goes, no, I'll take it. And mm. then I have, you know, have it sitting things. in my email and mm. I'm just sitting there going, ugh. Yeah. So I think I'm developing the ability to say, hey, look, 
I like you. I think this is super cool. Mm. This is the person I think you should do it yeah. with. So, for example, like, I don't know when I made this decision, like six months ago or whatever. I decided that I didn't want to do any interviews anymore. Mm. Like, I don't want to be on radio. I don't want to be on TV. And mm. someone, like, and that was the time where, you know, um, COVID is happening. So mm. th- they want someone to speak on how are entrepreneurs doing. Mm. I was like, I don't want to be the face of that. Mm. I don't want to be the face of, hey, everyone is, is going through shit right mm. now. People are closing businesses, incubators are closing, workspaces are, go- are closing down. What and you want me to, to go, on, go on to the TV and smile and say what? Oh no, guys, things are fine. <laughs> things so. will get better because entrepreneurs win. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. We're so human. my thing is just like, there's a balance that needs to happen somewhere where you start to rationalize um, your ability to give yourself to certain things. 100%. And certain people sometimes. I'll take it even a step further. Um... I was saying something while you were saying that, that you're like, you're scared of being a people pleaser and you feel like you've put yourself in the corner. And I think what could help when you think through that is that remember that what you're doing by being a people pleaser is you're not demonstrating love, you're demonstrating lust for needing being needed, right? Lust for being needed? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I know it sounds fucked up. Ugh. Ugh. It's a lust. <laughs> it's 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 an instant gratification thing, right? Yeah. Love is, is truth, you know? So when I think of love, I think love discipline truth god god as i see god right those are all love but like love god is a very disciplining lover you know like Mm. um truth is a disciplining thing you know um and we're not going to be perfect but we can endeavor to be better and better like every day and that requires you i think human relationships adult relationships require conflict because mm. we're different human beings, right? Because you'll die inside if you don't articulate what you're feeling, right? You'll die inside while this other person's like, oh, things are great, right? Mm. But you're dying inside, right? And I think conflict is how human relationships become stronger. I, I joked about it before we started the podcast, right? And I was like, ah, cheating is when, when relationships begin, right? Like, it's a, funny, it's a funny joke, right? It's a typical guy joke, but like... There's, there's there's some level of truth in that, right? Like where if you have to cheat on someone, right? There's something that is not... You've not reached the level of truth between you each other, right? That that makes it comfortable to talk about your feelings, right? Mm-hmm. And the things you want, right? And is there opportunity to explore them or not, right? And the cheating might force both of you to actually e- evaluate that, right? Either you break up, which is a simple solution, which is the lustful way of doing relationships, in my opinion. Or you go... Where does it come from? But the problem is when we get cheated on, we feel so betrayed that we make it about ourselves and we don't realize that there's another human But I think that we make everything about ourselves. 100%. And like, maybe it goes back to the point you were making around social media. It's just how... It's... it's. I wonder if there's been a generation of people that are so encouraged to tell their story than we are. So go on Twitter. What's happening? It's literally what is on your mind. Put it out into the world. Instagram, put a picture out. Whatever it is, food, drinks, people you're worth, where you're hanging out. You know what we need? Facebook, everything. <laughs> you know what we need? When you were Snapchat, sex. <laughs> Snapchat about sex? Why haven't I had Snapchat Don't you remember? Yet? When yeah, Snapchat started, it was literally just like, send me a dick pic. <laughs> send me a dick pic. It disappears. Um, and like... I think I worry about what impact or what are the 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 
the implications that it creates of a of a of a generation that is so encouraged to, to talk about themselves. One day, somebody's gonna create. There are a few characters who are, who are doing this, but one day the world is gonna be told your opinion is not interesting, right? And I think we need more of that, right? Like fucking truth tellers, like your opinion is not interesting. In fact, you could shut up more. Like it wouldn't hurt your life. Mm. It, it might even be better. I'm taking less pictures, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I realized a few months ago, I was like, you know, my Instagram is nonsense. Like, this is nonsense. <laughs> like why, why does anyone care what I just ate? <laughs> no one gives a shit. What I just drank, I always no find one gives that a funny. fuck. Like, I always find that funny. I'm lucky because, you know, I've got a dominant character, so I hate it when somebody does dumb shit in front of me. Like, yeah. why the fuck are you taking pictures of the food? Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, I always find it funny. Then I go, I always, when I look at a picture or something, I go, so you stopped enjoying the moment. You whipped out your phone and you said, I'm going to tell everyone that this is what the food looks like. What's crazy is we all have things we like. So... I shouldn't be the judge of that, right? Like, mm. I've got things I've got interest in that other people yeah. go, that's stupid, you know? I think I just maybe got over taking pictures <laughs> of my food. <laughs> like, one day it hit me, I was Mesh. like, Mesh, I actually used to look at your pictures of food and go, of fucked Mesh, up. what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I, I, it just hit me one day. I was like, wow. Why was I taking pictures of But you of don't have food? to stop. I don't think you have to stop. No, like... No, that's the one thing I've decided. You know what? This is the thing that will define who I become in my life mm. is not taking pictures of my food. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, you know, I've been going on, like, a lot of more date dates with my girlfriend. You mm -hmm. know, you go on, like, you live normal life, yeah. but also you go on, like, special dates. Sure. And what I've noticed is when we're having a really special moment, the one thing we'll always do, we'll never touch our phones. That's perfect. Like, the phone will be right here, right here. And like, I know when we're in a good moment when, okay, it's time to put down the phone. Yeah. Because this moment right here needs, it deserves some reverence, respect, and like appreciation to the point where you don't want to just document it so that you can hmm. do something later. Like, there needs to, there has to be, there has to be some some mental model for just enjoying and appreciating things for what they are without having to document them and immortalizing them. You know what you just made me realize that I was taking for granted, right? What you just described is I'm lucky my girlfriend is not on social media, mm. right? Oh no, my girlfriend hates Instagram. She doesn't have it. <laughs> right? And what that means is when we're together, like I even forget our phone exists, but it feels normal. It's not something like you're saying, like it's not something you're consciously doing, right? Mm. And I didn't realize that's one of the things I appreciate most about her. That when we're in a moment, she doesn't say, she's fucking hot. So you'd expect that from hot girls, right? That she, she wouldn't say, baby, stop. Let's take a picture, right, of doing this, right? Here and there, she'll remember, right? Because she wants to capture the moment. But we struggle with that because our phones don't exist and we'll have a moment. Only time they'll exist is if we're chilling on the sofa and I'm working mm. and then I'm interacting. Yeah. Like if, if, if something else is going on and sure. you can be sure. on your phone, it's okay. But sure. like, I think, yeah, there's life beyond these devices. Now, nah, 100%. 100%. Anyways. Yes. I have no idea what this podcast is about. You know what this podcast <laughs> is about? <laughs> it's reconnecting, man. I haven't spoken to you in forever. So, tell me, tell me about Lucha. Tell me about what's been happening with Lucha. Very interesting space. Yes. Um, so obviously last year, um, from a content perspective, we basically mm -hmm. didn't put out anything. Mm -hmm. um, and 
for the last i'd say three years or so people think that i'm um so when we launched the brand mm. say a few a month ago yeah. like a few day, weeks ago everyone thought that we launched an agency i was like <laughs> how did you think i was launching an agency and one person actually answered me and they were like um because you always care about digital yes. stuff. Yes. And I was like, digital stuff? What is that? Like, what's the technical term for that? Anyways. Um, shit, I just remembered that I missed a call. What <laughs> call did you miss? What fucking call did you miss? Anyways, it's fine. <laughs> Take the call of the fucking podcast. I'm going <laughs> to fix that. Yes. Anyways, so... I think for the last three years, it was just my podcast. Mm. And then we started getting other guys on board. You guys also made a podcast. Mm. And then last year was mainly a business development and brand mm. development process, mm. which is like, okay, what are we actually doing? Mm. What is this? Mm. How does it work? Mm. Why does it matter? Mm. And after that process was just really like figuring out who should come next. Sure. And sort of launched the brand mm. um, a couple of months, a month ago? About a, a month ago. ago. And then we launched a open podcast studio mm. um, that's going to be in Timurong Precinct. Yeah. So in partnership with Timurong Pre Precinct, we're launching a podcast studio, um, workspace, and a community for creators, Fabulous. right? So nice. if you think about like how many incubators, workspaces have closed over the last few months, like it's crazy to me, like where are those entrepreneurs? Mm. And you might question the value of having a space, but like when I was like five, six, maybe eight years ago, mm. When I was a kid that had just dropped out of school and I was sitting at home, I had put together some scents and I'd go, you know what, let me just go to Brahm. Mm. And I'd take just taxi money, go mm. to Brahm, sit in a workspace and just crunch it out yeah, and probably not eat whatever, sure. like just do sure. it, right? And mm. then go home, I've built a website, mm. I'm trying to market it, showing people, whatever it is. Those were the building blocks for me to like build a podcast network to without that sort of ridiculous like just having taxi money to go to Brahm, work from a workspace and go home those are the things that really contribute to my growth and mm. i'm like we can do something there mm. right so i think the next six months are going to be the most interesting where the focus goes back to like content mm. and i think it's going to be kids bro yeah and it's such a weird and gah thing to say but like this is weird to say i'm looking for kids bro mm. Like, it's a weird, I know it's a weird and murky thing, but, like, I'm looking for Gen Zs. Mm. I look at, like, millennials and the way they make content, and I'm like, we are the de generation that was affected by social media. Mm. Gen Zs control it. Mm. They understand content in mm. a way that I don't think anyone else does. And, like, I'm like, where do I find those people? Yeah. Because right now, I'm surrounded by millennials and even, like, mm. older guys, uh, what do they call them? Boomers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, South Africa's not ready to embrace an African media company if it doesn't first enable the creators that can do that. Mm. And I want to be the person that enables as many creators as possible mm -hmm. to be able to do that. So the term being like arm the rebels, right? Yeah. So when you think about Yoko, mm. <clears throat> arm the rebels, give them card readers, give them capital, give mm. them resources. Mm. They'll build the big, big businesses of tomorrow. My thinking is like, I'm the rebels. Mm. If I gave the best content creator that has no resources, mm. all the resources he needed or she needed or they needed mm. to create the thing that they wanted to create and that becomes the biggest thing tomorrow, I'll be fucking happy. That's my fucking goal now. That's so fucking beautiful. Like I could fucking listen to you talk about that the whole fucking day. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it makes me want to 
bunch up behind you and like make sure the dream happens, right? I think that you've played a role already. And I think that that role is like a fundamental one from a business development perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think whatever happens next will be the result of the work that we did last year. Yeah. And also the things that need to happen now. And I'm like, (sighs) when I go on social media, I get tired now because I'm like, (laughs) Where are the new voices, man? Sure. I just sure. don't see Sure. I want the I want the kid from like I agree with you. I want somebody I want a clean canvas. And what I mean by clean canvas is you're painting a new I'm fucking bored. Do you know I go to Twitter to if like I hear of a new story, I wanna go check on Twitter if mm. is this valid, what's happening, whatever. And then you you're gonna go to the stream, right? And then as you're going through the stream, you're like, this is so flippant, stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> why did you open your mouth? Why did you, why, did you, why did you unlock your phone and use your thumbs to put this out to mm-hmm. the world, you know? Um, because we're one-dimensional, man. Millennials are one-dimensional. If there's one thing I could define, in all the diversity we've been chasing, we've decided to become one thing. This is allowed, this is not allowed. You can't have a different opinion to this. We will cancel the shit out of you, right? Whether you understand or not, because it's your you have to go fucking educate yourself. We say some freaking dumb shit as millennials. But anyway, um, you need to go educate yourself. If you don't get this, you're not part of the crew. And on this platform, we're all acting like this. And we will get you fired if you don't agree to that. We will get you... It's like, we're not going to build a society like that. Who the fuck is perfect? Which mm. one of you? What was it? Um, him without sin, right? Cast you the f- without sin, cast, cast the, the first, first stone. stone. Bunch of sinners fucking throwing rocks and boulders at other people. Like, shut the fuck up. If we dug up everybody's history, nobody doesn't have skeletons. And everyone needs to fucking relax, right? Like, fucking relax. I'm going to offend you here and there. Why should that have consequences, right? Should have interpersonal consequences. But shut the fuck up. Like, nobody actually cares, you know? Everybody cares enough to be told that oh, oh, sorry, I feel sorry for you. You know, it's it's crazy. Like, Twitter, Black Twitter, is actually a platform that celebrates two things. The downfall of people and the, the, in, the, the inability to help yourself, right? Those are the two things that get retweeted the most, right? We're going to bring somebody down or we're only going to give light to you because you I'm can't gonna, help I'm gonna yourself. I'm going to disagree with that. Okay. I've seen some good things happen on Twitter, man. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe when may- good things have happened, where I'm like, "Wow, man, humanity is a good thing." KFC. I can only quote that KFC moment, right? That KFC. I remember moment. that moment. So, 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 I'm not. I'm not saying it's the only thing that's happened. And maybe my language is wrong, right? When I say those are the only things that happen, I'm a, also a hyperbolic person. That's what my branding team says, right? Everything is the greatest or the only thing, right? We're gonna run out of time now, but. The point I'm making is that the general consensus or the voice of those platforms, that's what they primarily do, you know? It's like, let me put it like this. It's like, think of a serial killer who used to buy his mama, mother flowers every day, right? Those flowers don't make up for the fucking deaths and you've caused, right? So when I see that pla- those platforms, I just go, oh my God. And everyone's trying to prove how much they know. And I don't know who said it, but like, no, wisdom is knowing how much you don't know, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's coming to the realization how much you don't know. And most experts, like true experts, realize how ignorant they are, right? The more they learn about something, 
Um, so yeah, I, I'd love to get into a place. And it might not even be people's fault. It might be the platforms, how they cognitively I design. think the incentives of Twitter are fucked. Yes. So there's there's certain incentives baked into each platform, right? Mm. So whether that's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse even. Yeah. There's an incentive that's built into the algorithm to incentivize certain behavior, certain content, and certain like uh, thinking. So I think that because of the impact of those things, some people may be affected by how they act. And like it goes back to the very first thing we were talking about, mm. which is like changing who you are um, to get into a space mm-hmm. is a dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. But more than that is like if your authenticity and who, being who you are is mm. what gets you into a certain room. Keep that. Why would you change that? Keep that, motherfucker. Don't be stupid. But we're all <laughs> stupid, right? Like, we're all stupid. <laughs> you know, there's this quote by Naval that I, like, uh, speak about and I think about a lot. Which mm. is like, well, it's not by D- Naval, but, like, Naval spoke about it, which is, like, um, desire is a decision that you make with yourself um, to be unhappy until you get what you want. Oh, fuck me sideways. What a beautiful fucking quote. Oh, okay. my God. This is going Shit. to have a, a very serious language warning. Like this podcast. <laughs> you have to even do language warning. What fucking world do we live in? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so desire is a decision you make with yourself. It reminds me of my To favorite. get what you want. Okay. <laughs> until you're... To, a to desire is a decision you make with yourself to be unhappy until you get, get what you want. Oh, man, I love it what would you say you're making a decision, a conscious decision to be unhappy about right now? Me. Hmm. From a desire perspective. Like, what is the thing that you want that is keeping you from being happy right now? I'm trying too quickly to expedite knowing myself. And it creates this anxiety of not being conscious of who I am, right? Why I is- turned 30 and the moment I turned 30, I was like, I need to know who I am now. Mm. <laughs> like, okay, good. Cool, guys. We fucked up our 20s. That's okay. We can't do that in the 30s. So, like, who are we now? You know what? I love that quote. Um, it reminds me of one of my favorite sayings. I, I might have coined this, but I might have heard it somewhere else. I don't know. Right? Because we never remember very well. Right? Um, anxiety is the gap between your expectations and your reality. Right. Mm. And that's like a rule I live by. Right. Whenever I'm feeling anxious, what am I expecting? What's my current reality? And like try to be conscious of that. Right. Can't not be anxious. Some anxiety is like a little good, like a little bit of anxiety, because that's how we endeavor to 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 try tomorrow. You know, and that's probably the balancing act. But be careful of oh fuck man I love that say it again say it again say it again <laughs> fuck I love it we're gonna end this podcast <laughs> desire is the desire is the decision, decision you make, make with yourself, yourself to be unhappy happy today until, until you, you get, get what you want fuck me sideways that's a lot fuck well done that's 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 the do you know what's the craziest thing for the past two years you know I moved into my apartment mm. and I was trying to get a bunch of things and like what is your desire? What What is your conscious decision to be unhappy? Dis- I think it's along these lines of describing this thing you're talking about. Right now, the desire. Man, to be recognized as a startup, that's mm. changing things. And that's sad because I can buy that very easily. Mm-hmm. Like I could just do a bunch of interviews media, and everyone goes, that. oh, Mash, yeah. you're a fucking pioneer. But that's not how I want to earn it. 
I, I genuinely want people to look at us and go, that's the defining media company of the next 10 years. And know that truly. But isn't your circumstance a little different because you're a media company? Let's not go through this. <laughs> <laughs> because I think about this, like, uh, I, I'm running a pretty decent business. Mm. Um, wow, I never thought I'd ever say I'm running a 10-digit business, right? <laughs> it's 10, nine-digit business, right? It's nine. We're chasing 10 now. Most people don't know me. No. No. People's relationship is, is with you is literally on this podcast. <laughs> yes. Because of you. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, 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 so be, may, maybe you need to dig deeper about that desire. Maybe the, the, the desire is not to be, maybe you're right, but like, I don't think you're, you're going to the foundational problem of that desire, in my opinion. Maybe the problem is wanting to be recognized in the first place. Yeah. That's the scariest and saddest thing. Mm. And it's like, there's a bunch of things that I wanted last year. Mm -hmm. Like little ticks, you know. And when I didn't get them, like certain ticks, I was like, maybe my work has no value. Mm. And then a week later, I got over it. Mm -hmm. And then for six months or so, I was doing Instagram lives, workshops, mm -hmm. um, events, building platforms, doing all this stuff to try and like help anyone, mm -hmm. right? Like whether it's like the guide to commerce where we are helping like businesses get online, hosting, you know, entrepreneurship events, all these things. And at the end of doing all that work, that felt much better than I think I would have felt if I got that tick because I was actually 100%. doing the work versus 100%. trying to earn the recognition. And I've, I've realized that you're either playing for recognition or you're playing for impact. And <laughs> if you if, if you play high-five that <laughs> fucking loudly on the fucking like you podcast. Just, you, just, you have to decide what you're playing at. 100%. And I think we had a very successful therapy session in the past two minutes, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, bro. I really appreciate man, this. Man, thanks for having me, man. So this is our... I just need a Jamie. That's all I'm missing. So really, we have yes. the podcast studio. We could have had cameras, but I need—I awesome, just yeah. need a Jamie. You know, every Rogan needs a Jamie. You do, you do, <laughs> you do. I'm not gonna fucking be your Jamie. I've got work to do. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Cheers, Bash. <laughs>